0: get me a drink now here's your hosts craig paula and mark and their wacky views in drinks life and maybe information hey folks and hey how we doing it's craig here from tiki central canada i'll be your bartender mixologist and hopefully information for hour. we'll see how it goes and yes, we are via internet. Uh, hopefully this is our last show via internet. We're hoping with the lockdown being reduced that we could be able to get back in the studio or at least back to Paula's house. In That's the... the dream. There we go. And there's Paula. How are we doing, Paula? How, how are we doing? Good.
1: How are you? How's the little one doing? Oh, she's fantastic. Four months today.
0: Woo! <laughs> there you go. Is she down for a nap right now?
1: Yep. Yep, that's, I was. I was actually, right. <laughs> when you guys texted me, I was in her room making her sleep.
0: Yeah. Oh, Yeah. And that's going well?
1: Well, she sleeps perfectly overnight. She still hasn't got her naps down. Like, right. So we're still having to work through the naps, and most of the nap
0: she wants to sleep on us. It's funny because I could take a nap. Uh, just because I used to work two jobs 14, 16 hours a day. And Norma, she can't take a nap. Justin can't either. No matter what it is, she's like, I can't take a nap.
1: Yeah, I, I can take a nap whenever also. Justin yeah. can't. But I was and, I was raised with naps, right? I don't yeah. know what it is. <laughs> like everyone I know takes naps. So here in Canada, it's not as normal, I guess. That's right.
0: We don't take naps in Canada. Yeah.
1: <laughs> in Brazil, we have the siestas, right? Like it's, it's not exactly like the siesta. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. In my family, we always kind of took
0: a nap after lunch. Uh, Mark is in the room as well. How are we doing, Mark? I'm having a nap. Oh, <laughs> you just woke up for one. <laughs> I can
2: nap anytime, anywhere, anyhow.
0: No way, can you? I was to say I don't know with age that uh, I've actually now can sit on the couch and actually sit be straight up, like sitting straight up and take a nap. I don't. I could never do that before, but now I. Can.
1: <laughs> my dad and his brothers. Have always slept exactly like that. They would sit on the couch after lunch and head back, (laughs) and then the mouth would fall open. (laughs) And they slept like that for an hour at least. It was hilarious. I have so many pictures of them like this. Yeah, it's
0: hilarious. Oh, good. That's awesome. So, obviously, we are via internet, so we're trying our best to stay in our own homes, and we're hoping that all of our listeners are doing the same thing. Uh, as soon as the numbers go down, that means we all get to party. Woo! Party.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> Mark's trying to whistle.
2: That was supposed to be, like, crowd noise, but... Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you gave
1: me good ideas chat the two of you i'm gonna go get a coke one second okay
0: <laughs> while recording <laughs> this will be a, a musical interlude what was that thing in the drive-in remember the let's oh go, go, to go to the lobby, lobby. let's oh, go, go to the lobby <laughs> <laughs> okay so question of the day so the drive-in so do you remember the first drive-in you went to as a kid drive-in Okay, Wait. so my first drive-in, I can't remember the movie we were supposed to watch in the front screen, because it's one of those ones where I had a screen in front of us, and a screen in behind, like a, a two-screen uh, drive-in. And so it was some Disney movie or something.
1: You really scared me, because in Brazil, drive-in is where you drive in to have sex. <laughs> okay, no! So no. I was like, what this do you is, mean the first drive-in I went to? jeez! <laughs> no, no. Not that, that kind of driving. Okay. Yeah, it's like if you're if you don't have a lot of money and you don't have a place to do it. Right. But you own a vehicle, we have places for that.
0: What was that called for us, Mark? Do you know the you go up to a, a mountain or whatever in like some secluded area, you park your car and you make out like it's like the um uh
2: Lover's Lane, whatever. Uh we used to call it submarine races. Lover's Lane. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You go and watch the submarine races.
1: <laughs> oh no, but for us, it's like actual places. It's a business. Like, you go in, yeah, and there's, like, little garages, and you park in the garage, and you do your thing.
2: Can you get your car washed at the same time? <laughs> it's no. I was supposed to say that. I was just about to say that.
0: You cannot. For extra five bucks.
1: But you can get refreshments and whatnot. Oh, how oh,
0: nice. All right, so let's go on to the show now that I've completely sidetracked us. <laughs> it's like, really? whoops, you did. Huh? I started off with your Coke, and then I just kind of went. Uh, it's always my fault, no matter what. At least on this platform, anyway. Not in your house. You're Wait, always My right. house,
1: everything's my fault. Really? <laughs> yeah. I
0: thought you'd be like, everything's right. You're like the one who's always right. <laughs> no. In this house, Norm is always right. I'm always wrong.
1: Well, you're smarter than my husband, then. <laughs> <laughs> He still fights me a bit sometimes. Hey,
0: it's happy wife, happy life. That's what yeah. I've, I've always learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark's like nodding. She's not hearing a word we're saying. And she will continue not room. hearing. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Linda's
1: always right, too. That's it, yeah. Mark looks smart. We'll go with that.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, anyway, so, yeah, let's go to the show. So, what are we going to be talking about today? So we're going to be talking about the banana daiquiri. Ew. What a tropical tiki drink! No, I know Paula's got a pucker face and no. oh, don't like bananas. No, I don't. <laughs> Even though you're from Brazil,
1: Th- yeah, exactly. But thankfully, you didn't do it when we are together because I'm I'm hoping that you know the next. Week that we record, mm-hmm. you'll come with a good drink to my house so that I can try it.
0: Well, I think I got a, a secret or a surprise for you that will make up for it. There we go.
1: Okay, because I don't like bananas.
2: Mark, <laughs> do you like bananas? Sure, I like bananas, but a but a banana daiquiri isn't that just like a daiquiri with a banana? Well, you'd think that,
0: but no. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna make this a tickable tiki drink that's a little more complex. And the rest of we're going to use is Harry Yee's Recipe.
1: I've heard this name recently.
0: Where, where did I hear it? Exactly, yes. Yeah. So we actually did him on the last show with the Hawaiian Eye. That was the show we did with Harry Yee. He did a lot of crop, tropical drinks that we know today. So that's uh, pretty impressive that he is another pioneer of the tiki cocktail culture that we know. Hawaiian Eye. That's right. Mark's got the soundtrack to this, doesn't
2: he? Oh uh, No, I don't. I don't have this on <laughs> vinyl yet. It, it bothers me to no end. <laughs> uh, so, for people that missed last uh, Harry Yi, where was he bartending?
0: So Harry Yi was actually bartending in the Hawaiian Village Hotel in Waikiki Beach
2: in Honolulu, Hawaii. Linda stayed at that uh, hotel when she was a teenager. Her parents took her there. No way! Oh, yeah, cool. that's awesome. I have I have a swizzle stick.
1: Woo! <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> I know. There probably was like a bunch of amazing tiki cocktails back then in Hawaii, right? Like in Harry Harry's
0: time. Sorry, there wasn't a lot of tiki drinks actually at that time. So Harry Yee actually had to invent them on the fly. So me and Mark have talked to us before, like everyone went to Hawaii from the States and they automatically assumed that they'd see this Polynesian atmosphere and all these statues and all these things. Right, Mark? In the past, we talked to us. Yeah, it didn't exist.
2: It wasn't there until Don showed up more or less. Don. <laughs> you guys are
0: buddies. Don, yeah. We're buddies. <laughs> We're buddy,
2: Dawn. Dawn. The, de- the dead guy I never met.
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, that one's dead. Okay.
0: <laughs> yes, Harry's still alive and Don is dead. Yes, yeah, right. But didn't you say, Mark, before that we talked to us that Don created some sort of
2: um, like when he went there to kind of reinvent the whole Polynesian culture? Yeah, he got all kinds of carvers and stuff to start building stuff. He actually created what they call the International Marketplace, and it's uh, been there now recently, but uh, apparently they've more or less, it's a brand new, modern, more of a Mali-type thing now, but yeah, it used to be there, and people would go in there and buy t-shirts and tikis, and there's a, one of his bars was there, so yeah, he created a whole experience for uh, tourists to go to. There you go, that we know today, awesome. So he must have like done trials and tribulations over the years, uh, being in Hawaii. Well, here's
0: the funny thing in all my research. Actually, he didn't. He actually started bartending at the hotel back in 1952. And with only a few years, he actually made all these tropical drinks. So we're going to go through a couple of them. The Blue Hawaii, which is Paula's favorite in 1957. Yes. Uh, He also was the first one to use an orchid in 1955. He also made a creative drink, another drink we're going to do soon down the line, called the Tropical Itch in 1957. Also, too, he was the first person to use an umbrella and a drink in 1959. And, of course, he is one of the first to clean to put a banana in a daiquiri. So, like, within, like, seven years, you'd say, he basically did all this stuff, basically made an impact on the tiku culture that we know today. Creative little guy. Exactly. Very fast on his feet. Let's hear it for Harry. Yay. Woohoo, Harry. woo I'm sure he's in Hawaii listening to our show right now. How are you doing, Harry? Up uh, And is a hundred and some years old? A hundred and one.
1: Okay, so tell us, what is in this drink?
0: Okay, so let's go through the recipe. But before we do that, I want to go kind of quick through some quick facts here. Because we've talked about Tiki Drinks having lots of people in the past claiming that they're the ones that created the drink. Remember, we've always like, okay, who created the Mai Tai? Who created the Daiquiri? Who created this? So this is the same scenario with this one, with the Banana Daiquiri. So a couple of claims... Cuba, example, in the 1800s, they claimed that they made the banana daiquiri. Uh, in St. Thomas Mountaintop Bar in the United States, Virgin Islands, in 1953, by Captain George Soule, also claimed to have made the, the banana daiquiri. Uh, the Maikai, one of Mark's favorite uh, tiki bars in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Save the Maikai. Save the Maikai. Yeah, that's right. It's up for sale. Well, did you say it's up for sale? Or are they looking for partners, is what it is?
2: There's a place you can go. There's a uh, sign a petition. It's called Save the Maikai. And you don't have to give them any money. Don't send them any money. Uh, but let, just to let people know that how much you want the Maikai to remain. And as I put down for comments, the only reason I go to Fort Lauderdale is so I can go to the Maikai. If I'm going on a cruise, I go through Fort Lauderdale because of the Maikai. If I'm getting a flight to Florida, I go through Fort Lauderdale because of the Maikai. Save the Maikai. There we go. See, and, and and the mica
1: is supposed to be this fantastic place, but when I go, it's awful. Because <laughs>
0: you went like, what, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night or something like that? I don't know, but whatever o'clock it was, it was cranky <laughs> o'clock.
2: It's like you missed the whole thing. <laughs> That's it. And you didn't go to the gardens, you didn't see the uh, the dining rooms Nothing. or anything. Like that. I know, it's sad. Zero. You have to go back. You have to go back. Yeah.
0: yeah, I I feel like I did it all wrong. You missed out, yeah, for sure. Anyway, so at the Mai Kai, the person who created Klim, the banana daiquiri there is Mariano Liquidini in 1971. Also, I feel like we've heard that name before. Yes, we actually did hear that name. We actually mentioned him a few shows ago. He's the one who created the Last Rights cocktail. So, yes, if you go through our library and go rolling back to all the episodes, all these guys are a major influence in all of our tiki culture that we know today. But wasn't he uh, Filipino? Is that what you're saying, Mark? I remember? Yeah.
1: Yeah. He has that, that Italian name, but he's really Filipino. Isn't that something like that? My name is Licudini, and he's Filipino. Like, why?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's because Don hired all these uh, Filipinos. He trusted them. Oh, yeah, Don.
1: The- yeah, I forgot. You're-
2: Don the Beachcomber. Yeah, our buddy.
1: The Bombardi. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: oh my god it's a running joke
1: yeah forever the stupidity so, of Paula. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't forget you're like the listeners like you know you're asking questions like the listeners would so maybe they'll be making the same mistake as well you never know so there you yeah, go
1: yeah the, they still don't remember who the beach Bombardi Bombari
0: <laughs> Bum- yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it who he is
1: okay so now can you tell me please what goes in because i'm still hoping that that maybe there's no banana in the banana daiquiri
0: but let's see okay sure let's go with that (laughs) just hoping it's gonna be a banana daiquiri without banana there we go all right so let's go through harry Yee's recipe ye here Yee. so uh i guess start off with one whole banana oh Uh, there we go it's there it uh is right off the bat my suggestion is not to get a regular banana that's, like, green or just starting to ripe. You want something a little more on the on the tail end of it, very ripe or almost on its way out the door kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, like for banana bread type. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Uh, one and a half ounces of Bacardi, eight-year-old rum. I just selected that. I mean, uh, and that's also the recipe that's actually also in there as well. Um, any aged blended rum will work, but that's a pretty good one to you work with. Half ounce of the banana liqueur. More banana. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, okay, so, and then a half ounce of Gallo vanilla liqueur. Now, this is one of those bottles as a bartender. It's so funny because one of those bartenders don't get intimidated by any bottles that are on the bar. And this is one of those bottles you always see at every bar on the back bar that sort of sits there and collects dust like the Chambord does. And uh, it's actually a really good liqueur because it's got that vanilla but with a bit of a bit of punch to it. Do you remember Mark back in the mid 980s I'd say there was a very famous drink that had this. Everywhere you went, you would ask for this one particular drink. Do
2: you remember uh, what it was called? Okay, I know the uh, uh, tequila sunrise had just a little topping of it on it, but I don't suppose that's it. No, no, I'm lost. Oh, uh, it was a Harvey Wallbanger. Oh, Harvey! Harvey Wallbanger. Oh man, actually I haven't Camilo even heard that Lequeira. name in a like decade or five. <laughs>
0: I know.
1: I'm a it's bit disappointed of- in you, Mark. I thought you would you know, figure <laughs> oh, this one out quicker. Geez.
0: He only has like, what, 300 drinks in his head at a time. You know, well, I did get the tequila sunrise. Come on.
1: <laughs> but that's not the one that he was looking for.
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I don't, I don't have my crystal ball 2.0 yet. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Good one. Yeah. Well, Mark does kind
0: of look like a wizard, right? So there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that works. Um, it's it's one of those drinks, it's hilarious that through time disappears, I think we've mentioned this before, and I know Paula asked me like, "Well, why does that happen, why do drinks sort of come and go, it's because back then, we've talked about before in the 70s and 80s, it was a lot about artificial flavoring and artificial juices and things like that, and so as soon as we got out of that phase and went back into real ingredients and real things like that it kind of phased that one drink out, there's a lot of drinks that got phased out by that but definitely it was one of those drinks that got kind of phased out All right, so back to the recipe. One ounce of uh, lime juice. So I think the reason why it's one ounce and not a half ounce of lime juice is because there's so much sort of sweetness in this that it kind of needs to be toned down a bit and that kind of bounces it out. And then uh,
2: one cup of ice. Oh, so what? So do you take this guy? Do you shake it? Do you stir it? Do you uh, like put it in a bag? That's it. Put it in the
0: baggie and away you go. Uh, no, so what we're going to do is we're going to blend this thing. You're going to blend it to it's nice and creamy. And then you're going to pour this into a hurricane glass. That's the blue Hawaiian glass uh, that Paula would know. And top it off. Now, it says in the recipe here to top it off with some cherry juice. If you are like Mark and you want to be a little more booze forward, uh, I would top it off with some cherry liqueur or cherry brandy. That might work as well. And then, of course, garnish it with
2: some more banana. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I had this one drink in a, um, one of the first tiki bars we ever went to, and it was a, a monkey-type banana thing, and it was actually mm-hmm. served with a whole banana. Oh, my god! <laughs> it had this whole so, banana sticking out of the, out of the coconut.
0: Yeah. I've actually seen a banana garnish. It's really cool. I have to figure it out. That actually looks like a dolphin. I'm sure Mark has seen that. Yeah. They, it looks I, like a dolphin. They put cloves in for eyes, and then they do something with the skin to make it look like it's got a little bit of a fin.
2: Oh, cool. Yes, I think I have seen a picture of that. That's pretty cool. That's that's more imaginative than I am. Yeah, it's
0: uh, I, I've yet to do it, but uh, I'm somewhere down the line. I'll figure it out.
2: See now, it's when I get this is when I get all nostalgia, right? Because then I go back to my my younger days and it's Chiquita bananas, not these dolls anymore. So Chiquita
1: I'm, banana, that's Brazilian.
2: Yeah, I'm Chiquita banana, and I'm here to say bananas are whatever when they're flecked with bla- brown with a golden hue. Bananas taste the best and are the best for you. <laughs> wow.
1: What a slogan. I know. Shikita banana. Oh, Craig. Yes. So, I was thinking here. Yes. I think that a couple of weeks ago we had this conversation again.
0: Mhm.
1: Well, not again. We had this conversation and I'm going to bring it up again. <laughs> okay. You, you I still think that you should um give us original recipes like Craig Craig's creations type thing
0: yes i did promise that to you so i know we're supposed to do that at your house so but here is the surprise we are going to do and this is a new segment starting today craig's creation craig's creation
2: yes Woo! really this is great yes. that is awesome so so what kind of goodies do you have for us then Okay, so I'm going to give
0: you guys two original recipes. Now, one I started off with about 10 years ago, the first one, and the second one is about two or three years old. I'm pulling this out of my vault. Nobody's ever heard these recipes before. They've drinking them all the parties I've been to or have done uh, but I've never I've spilled the beans on exactly what is in the drinks. The great thing about tiki drinks is that it's always very secretive because it drives people crazy when they sip something and they go, I know I'm, what I can taste, but I can't put my finger on it. And that's the best part of being our tiki bartender. It drives them nuts wanting to know what is in their drink.
1: Okay, awesome. Because I, I really am looking forward to to knowing some
0: of your delicious recipes. And I think I'm going to make up for it in the very first one.
2: Really? The very first one is called The Jamaican Breeze. Well, here's where I interrupt and say because I got the script beforehand. Oh, no. (laughs) And five drinks later, (laughs) I made this drink up this morning before we went on air. And this morning. Awesome. Well, yeah, we'll start recording. You're a morning drinker now. (laughs) (laughs) Well,. He's been a morning drinker for a while. <laughs> <laughs> like... oh, 11 o'clock is really morning, is it? Mark, remember, it's 5 o'clock somewhere.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. It, it's happy hour
2: somewhere. Well, um, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. And also, Linda enjoyed it immensely. <gasps> okay. Well, that's important
1: information. That is definitely very important information. This very much would be a Paula drink.
0: There we go. Oh, now I'm pissed at you, Craig. Because <laughs> we're supposed to make it your house. Exactly. You know? Oh, my God. He he is
1: all, he's always striking out, isn't he? Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> I swear I'll make this drink and a, another one for you when we get to your house. That are, you're going to love both of them. All right. So let's tell everybody what XE is in the Jamaican breeze. Okay. So, first thing you could do is you can make an ounce and a half of Malibu rum. Now, this is, again, 10 years ago. Uh, just FYI, I don't use Malibu rum anymore. It's actually, I find it a very artificial flavoring. It's overbiring with like sugar and artificial flavoring. And I think me and Mark had a conversation that Malibu is not even in the rum section anymore, is it? At the liquor No, store.
2: The, the LCBO now puts it in over with the liqueurs. Ah, see, there you go. Not real rum. <laughs> even though it says rum right on it. Yeah, They're also doing mango now and everything. So they just threw them over in the liqueur section.
0: Yeah, mango splash. And I try a bottle, a bottle of that, actually. It's not great. So anyway, yeah, so an ounce and a half of coconut rum. It could be mellow if you want it to be. But mm. It can be any coconut rum you want. Uh, one ounce of ginger syrup. So I will put a link on the show on how to make ginger syrup. It's not. It's a very simple syrup to make uh, by simply just taking simple syrup and adding ginger to it. There's a little bit of a process to it. But if you don't want to make it on the fly, you can do is, do is put some ginger, like slice some ginger up and put it in the bottom of your shaker. Muddle that with all the stuff. And then when you go to strain, just double strain it, and you'll get the same effect. So you can also add two ounces of pineapple juice. There you go, Paula. See, it's going to have pineapple juice in there. nice. And three dashes of orange bitters. Not regular bitters, but orange bitters.
2: Which can be found at your local uh, kitchen store. Or even the LCBO is starting to carry Dylan's bitters. So they might have it there. Yeah,
0: Exactly. There's a lot of marketplaces like little Mama Papa grocery stores you'll find bitters at.
2: I know what you do, but you shake it, you stir it, you put it on a hat. So yeah, you're gonna shake this,
0: and if you have the ginger muddled in your shaker, you're gonna double, double strain it for sure into a double old fashioned rocks glass, which is the same glasses I gave you for Christmas there, Paula, the okay. small ones. Yeah, with some fresh ice, and you're gonna garnish that with an orange wheel to give it a little bit of more orange tropical
2: flavor. There we go. I did find because if you do use the Malibu as opposed to the regular coconut rum, you can Mm -hmm. have a lot more of these because the Malibu isn't as potent. Yeah, it's lower alcohol, right? That is right. And you get to use the uh, Malibu bottles as lanterns afterwards. You get those little fairy lights. You get those little fairy lights and put them inside. And because it has the white plastic or whatever frosted on the Malibu bottles, it makes for really cool lanterns. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's the only really good thing out of Balibu.
0: Good tip, though. I mean, if you have, especially if you have a bar outside and you want to kind of give it a little bit of a more decorative look, that's
2: a good way to start. Yeah, we got about three or four of them out in the back porch.
1: I am excited for this one. I really am. Yes. Hey, Mark, did uh, Linda say if she likes this one better than the Blue Hawaiian or less?
2: Oh, yeah, because she had a Blue Hawaiian at our last little get-together. Yeah. And she liked it a lot. Mm -hmm. And she liked this one even better. Oh, wow. She liked Craig's
1: creation better than Mr. Oh Yee's boy. creation? That is correct. Okay. So, Craig, now I'm really excited to try this. There we go. Next time I'll be there for sure.
0: I'll make that one for sure.
1: Okay. So, guys, stay tuned. The mm. next episode, you will discover my humble opinion.
0: Your reaction. If you yes, want right. it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I think some people actually are excited about the whole pucker rating. It's like, you know, it's like, okay, if it's a female drink, Paula's going to tell us if it's good or not. If it's not a good enough drink for Paula, then I probably shouldn't try it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, okay. Let's pretend that that's a thing. (laughs) You're an expert at pucker face. There we go. Let's say that.
1: Yeah. Like, I actually like to enjoy what I'm drinking. (laughs) Some people drink to get drunk. Right, Mark? I don't know. Oh. (laughs) He knows I'm joking. Well,
2: really? I don't know. (laughs) I'm trying to decide. (laughs) Oh, God, he's drunk now.
0: (laughs) I think he likes the layers of, like, you know, in in all the different rums that he tries, like all the different characteristics
2: of it. I feel like he likes the the whole thing. We'll go with that. I'm looking for the different layers. When I have my seventh drink off the menu, I'm looking for more layers. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, and he's like, oh crap, one more layer. So, yes, okay, you said there was more than one.
0: Yes, so we are doing two today. So, that's the first one that's very kind of simplistic in some ways. Why two at once? Well, because I figured that I wanted to get something that's like easy to make, quick to fast to make. You know, if you're in a hurry and you want to try something really quick and easy. Then I want to. Yeah, I know, but, like,
1: if you give two at a time of your creations, they will run oh, out. No.
0: I've got, like, over 300 different kinds of oh. recipes in my... So, my the, repertoire. the number
1: of bottles that you have? So,
0: what it is is that for every bottle that I buy... I have a rule, by the way. Uh, for every bottle I buy, I have to have at least three different recipes for that bottle. Okay. And if I can't find it on the internet or in any books then I start creating something. I see. So... Uh, I haven't done so much during COVID, but last year and obviously in the past years, I have one Saturday a month where literally the kitchen becomes a laboratory, uh-huh. where literally I just throw some liquors together, some fruits and juices and stuff, and then Norma tastes it goes yes or no, and then that becomes a drink. And then two times a year, we have a cocktail tasting where people come over and try 30 cocktails and then actually grade them and mark them as whatever they like or note like. Wow. So the next one is a little more complicated. So it's a little more newer and it's called the Plata Frisca. And let's go through that recipe. So it's going to be one ounce of silver tequila. So you can either use an 1800 uh, tequila for that or a Casamingo's because if you're like me and a big tequila person, the Casamingo's is I'm finding is a really good tequila because it has less bite, as Paula would say, the pucker face, like the, right? Um, so it, yeah, it has less bite. So it's not as potent as a, a normal tequila would be. A half ounce of the Galileo vanilla liqueur. There we go. That's
1: the same one for that you used for the banana
0: one in the beginning. Yeah, so if you buy that one bottle, we've already got two recipes in the show already, right there. Half ounce of Maraschino cherry liqueur, so that could be a bowl's cherry uh, liqueur or Luxardo if you want some more of a bit of a bite uh, or tartiness like Mark likes.
2: I have the Luxardo.
0: Yeah, I've got both. I've got the Luxardo and the Bulls. Because when I make a drink, I ask people, do you want it to be tart or do you want it to be sweet? And that way I go by which way they want to go. Uh, half ounce of lime juice. And then you can top it off. with. Now, even my own recipe has been modified through the years. So the original recipe was to top it off with vanilla bean soda. So through time, that's changed to topping it off with 7-Up. And the reason why that's changed is because some people can't have access to vanilla bean soda.
2: I don't think I've ever seen vanilla bean soda.
0: Yeah. So uh, in Ottawa, it's at the Bulk Barn. You can get it at Bulk Barn or at Superstore. Superstore has also in the natural food selection area there. So in your grocery store, there's going to be a natural kind of, I call the cardboard section. If you go down that section, you probably will find a vanilla bean soda. You can also just infuse soda with vanilla bean if you want to as well but yeah so if you don't have that seven up is a good substitution
2: for that interesting oh, okay so once again do you shake it stir it put it on a cat
1: <laughs> for the cat to run around with it
0: yeah why not so by the way because mark brought it up and I, and I was thinking somewhere in the show we're going to bring this up and uh, it just recently came in the news i don't know if you guys know it's dr seuss They've taken out eight books now. They've been banned because of content in the books.
2: Well, they're no longer being published by the originals. It's crazy. We're now at the point where we're knocking Dr. Seuss. That's ridiculous. Okay. Check your number one booksellers right now. Dr. Seuss is at the top. Oh, yeah. Crazy Like a Fox. Because of it? (laughs) Yeah. They can't keep them in stock anywhere now. Everybody wants these books. No, everyone wants the books. <laughs> I read the titles that they're not publishing anymore. I've never read any of these ones, right? They're not any of the big ones like Cat in the Hat, Horton, Here's a Who, any of those ones. No, it's all these ones like The Day in the Life of the Zoo. What? I don't remember this one. And now suddenly they're selling it crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah,
0: so back to the Shake and Restore, of course, which started this whole process. Sorry, I sidetracked so it there for a second. Uh, this one you're going to actually get billed in a tall Collins glass, And then top it off, like I said, with vanilla bean soda or the 7-Up. And then garnish it with a lemon slice. So that is the second one. And uh, like I said, this one is going to be a little more of a tiki kind of cocktail. Because when you drink it, you're going to be like, oh my god, I don't know what I'm tasting. I kind of figure some stuff out, like the vanilla bean or the cherry or the liqueurs. And so it's one of those typical tiki drinks where it's got a lot of layers to it and you're kind of trying to figure out what's in it. Also, too, in the summertime, this is one of those really good ones during the summertime. Uh, I've had a lot of parties in the summertime where people are like, you know what? On a hot day, this is a perfect drink because it's not too heavy. It's pretty light with the soda.
1: Funny because vanilla doesn't, doesn't take me to a refreshing place. Vanilla takes me to a cozy, warm place. Well,
0: there you go. Maybe during the winter we make this.
1: I don't have any Galliano though, so I have to go get some. Isn't isn't he going to make it all here at my house?
0: He's he's going to come with a whole bar in the back of his car. A whole bar in the back of my SUV. <laughs> 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 nice. Justin's going to think I'm moving in. It's like yeah. It's
1: like oh, what's going on? Going to scare the life out of my husband.
2: You have to make sure you have everything right. You have to be prepared for all occasions. You Have to be like a, a scout. Be prepared. <laughs> Did you do scouts, Mark? Uh, I only got as far as Cubs before they kicked me out.
0: Ah, oh, what? You got kicked out of Cubs? Okay, you have to explain this story now. Does he though? <laughs> you understand? <laughs> you know how
2: hard it is to get kicked out of Cubs. I mean, you really got to try to get kicked out of Cubs. Well, I think it's basically because I have a problem with authority. <laughs> <laughs> no, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what did you do,
0: Mark, to get kicked out of cubs?
2: Well, I, I don't know if it was one single thing.
1: <laughs> I I agree with you. It's usually a combination of factors.
2: Okay, so what was the straw that broke the camel's back? Well, we did tie a guy to a tree. <gasps> nice. I don't you don't get a badge for that, but we Why did not? use the proper knot. <laughs> There you go, you bring the, you
0: your leader over, like, look at the knots, don't I get something for that? Like, come on. <laughs> you didn't leave him there too long, did you? Like, overnight or something? No. No,
2: no, no, no it's just a couple of minutes. Authority people frown on that kind of action. Welcome to Mark's, Mark's
0: Adventures. Adventures. So, let's also welcome you guys back to Mark's Adventures. So, what bar are we
2: talking about today, Mark, and where is it located? It seems like it's been a while since I've done one, but it hasn't been, really. Uh, we're talking about the Alibi. The Alibi is at four thousand and twenty-four at 24 North Interstate Avenue in Portland, Oregon. And it's open daily from 11.30 a.m. until 2.30 a.m. Oh, wow. Regular hours.
0: So you can have Mark there during the day and then Paula there at night.
2: Nice. Yeah, pretty
1: much. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything special about this alibi bar?
2: Well, it is pretty old and uh, whatever, but it is one of the oldest surviving tiki bars, becoming a Polynesian-themed bar in 1947. Wow. Is, Holy smokes. That's a
0: while ago. So what was it before that? I mean, there was there something before there?
2: Yeah, actually, it opened up as a restaurant called Chat and nibble like C H A T big N, uh, then nibble chat and nibble in the 1800s.
0: Sounds like a dog treat. Yeah, exactly. Ha.
2: Snossages, the and then it became a tavern <laughs> called Max Alibi, and this was like apparently it was just like a cart path or whatever, a horse cart going into Portland, and uh, people would stop in there. And somebody by the name of Ron L. bought it in 1947 after visiting Hawaii and uh, turned it into a Polynesian-themed bar. Mm -hmm. In the 1970s, they added a big restaurant to it, and even more tiki stuff was added. They got a bunch of stuff from Pacific Arts, including more stuff for the walls, all kinds of lights. Uh, They have carved murals and everything. It's really great there. Uh, But he finally leased the bar in the 1980s, but in the lease, it said they had to keep all the decor, which is really cool. So why haven't we heard
1: more about this place like every other historical
2: place? Well, for years, the alibi was, um, it was, it wasn't regarded very well as a great tiki bar because there was constant complaints about not particularly good food. And then also the drinks apparently were that good. And then during the, the evil years of the 70s and 80s, they switched to karaoke and had a bunch of uh, evil. a bunch of, uh, slot machine. And that kind of stuff to try and just bring in money and to creep business. And this was just before the tiki resurgence. So it turned a lot of people away.
0: Yeah, let's say um, I worked in the States and it's funny because there's a lot of places you go to in the States, especially there's the mama papa bars, and you'll see slot machines. And I watched a show called Bar Rescue, which it's a very famous uh, bartending show on Slice. I think it's, I don't know what it's called down in the States. I think it's Spike TV Where he goes in and the the bar is suffering and the first thing he sees is slot machines or uh, whatever. And yeah, it deters people because one thing, yeah, it makes a lot of noise, a lot of beep, beep, beep and whatever. So if you're not into slots, it's just kind of annoying that those things are there. And then two, the people that go there for the slots buy maybe two drinks and they sit there for like six hours and don't buy any food or anything. So you're not making any revenue on these guys. So I can see exactly why that would keep me away.
2: Um, but is it still that same way right now? No, happily in 2017, just before we got there, uh, a new owner came in and decided that it's time to up the food and also up the drinks. The drinks are batched uh, just to make it easy because they don't have a lot of bartenders. and uh, But they're very good batch drinks. And you can get stuff off menu too, which they'll mix, right, create for you right there. And they're great. The food was excellent. I have to admit, we went back another day just for lunch because they're open at 1130. Whoa. And uh, so we went back there for lunch and it was good. The slot machines are now back towards where the bathrooms are. And the, the volume is way, way down. And uh, But the karaoke is a huge source of revenue for this place. So it's insanely popular there. But it's only at night and it's way in part of the, the restaurant dining room at one end. So you could go there at night and you wouldn't have to mm-hmm. even go near the karaoke. But if you go like four o'clock, the karaoke doesn't come on till, like eight or nine. So spend four hours right. in the bar and still not hear any karaoke. So yeah, I would by all means I would go there. The decor is just amazing. It's just like, it's just old school stuff you see in films. It's, it's with the the curved uh, benches and all that kind of stuff. So
0: uh, I have to ask the question, of course, karaoke, Mark, what's your thoughts on karaoke? Have you done it? And what
2: is your thoughts on karaoke? I make people really, really sad when I sing. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: So, yeah, so you're not, you, you're not a fan of it, or you basically feel like you're kind of this, the nail scratching on the chalkboard kind of process.
2: I don't know if I've ever actually been drunk enough to enjoy it.
0: <laughs> drink, I think it's
2: drunk. <laughs> First
0: of all, uh, Paula, what about you? Where are you in this uh, scenario of karaoke? I'm
1: with him hundred <laughs> percent.
0: I'm awful. So I have to ask because you mean you know you're from Brazil and we're not. Uh, is karaoke popular in Brazil? Yeah, it is. Okay, well, no, but certain certain cultures, for example, if you go to an Asian culture, karaoke is like. Yeah. That's the night entertainment in every bar you go to. I think the only time I've ever been pulled up for karaoke was a group thing, and yes, several drinks into it, and I would never do it again. I just, yeah, I'm just not my thing. I'm terrible. Okay, here's my second question to this. If you were pulled up for karaoke, what would be the song you would do? I'll start the ball rolling. It'd be Journey, Don't Stop Believing, because it's obviously a universal song, right? Everyone knows I think I would sing Heart, Alone. Oh, okay. That's an awesome song. I love
1: I that I love one it,
2: too. but I'm terrible at it, so... <laughs> <laughs> Mark? The Mickey Mouse Club. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Everybody would love it. They could sing along, too. It's true. It's true. Oh, or what's that Neil Diamond song? Like, when it gets to
0: the chorus, everyone always sings it out loud. Sweet Carolina? Hey! Hey, there you go. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Sweet Carolina. Because everyone always gets involved in that song,
2: right? Touching <laughs> wall. It's almost there. Here we go.
0: Ba da ba ba. Yeah, that's what everyone does. That's right. Ba da pa ba. On that note, uh, so is there anything else that's nearby this bar, by the way?
2: Yeah, well, there's a really, really cool motel right across the street, and it's called the Palms Motel. Ah. And you look at it, and you just go, oh, my God, this is so 50s. This is so retro. And it's got this amazing, amazing neon sign there. Mm -hmm. Do not stay there. (laughs) Read the reviews, and you will go, oh, my God, how could anybody actually stay there? Yeah. And, uh, but the Eon sign is gorgeous. Right. And, uh, we stayed in a motel just, uh, I think it's north of there. Mm-hmm. There's about three or four motels, like family owned motels in a row. You can stay there and walk there. Plus there's great transportation. that gets mm. you to downtown Portland where there's an amazing number of bars. If you'd like to drink mm. Portland, Portland, Portland. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Uh, there's, Jeez. there's another great tiki bar there. We'll talk about in the future called the Hele Pele. Mm-hmm. Amazing, amazing place. Uh, there's this great whiskey and rum bar. There's more craft beer than you can shake sticks at. It's wow. it's a great place to visit.
0: It's got a lot oh, of yeah. uh, variety to it. Then wow. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So I have to ask Mark. So when you guys build your trip, because you always talk about, you're always a, your bar is always a yeah. crawl away from your motel or hotel. Do you plan a city first? or the tiki bar first or does that city have to have a tiki bar for you to be in it
2: It doesn't have to have a tiki bar but it has to be one reasonably close <laughs> So like we because we know Seattle does not have a tiki bar per se mm-hmm. but we went there anyways because we'd never been to Seattle but Portland and little places around there did have tiki bars Right So we plan our we plan our trips in places we haven't been or we really want to go to mm-hmm. and we try to have tiki bars really close there, but we did end up finding some tiki stuff in Seattle, but we weren't didn't go to Seattle because of tiki bars. We went to Seattle because ah. uh, we hadn't been there before. And so, yeah, so we we tend to go for cheaper accommodation just so we could drink more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like how he sets his standards. There we go. Yeah. Okay, so obviously we, we always ask, talk or ask you, about the food and the drinks so give us a rundown on the some of the food or drinks there
2: well like i said the alibi was was actually like people are saying oh it's not very good there that's what that was the reviews but we got there the uh, the food the uh the pulled pork which they call halua pork and the uh show shoyu chicken which is like a shredded chicken mm-hmm. both excellent and you can actually get them both together in the aloha plate we had the poopoo platter, got the poo-poo platter.
1: that name is just so wrong
2: Oh, Paula hates that name. It's
1: just wrong. <laughs> like, it just doesn't seem like something anyone would want to eat.
2: What about a fla- flaming poo-poo platter? Ooh, even better.
0: <laughs> Do you put that on someone's doorstep and then ring the doorbell yeah. right away? Wow.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they open up the door and go, oh, appetizers. <laughs> <laughs> and they also have a really good teriyaki chicken sandwich. It was just like, wow, the food's great here. I mean, it's not my guy great, but it's really good. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was just like. Like I said, we went back for lunch because we liked it that much. And for the drinks, they have their own Mai Tai, which is good. They have their own Zombie, which is good. And uh, they have this drink called the uh, Halekaluni, which uses bourbon as as the base instead of rum. And it was a really good drink. Interesting. There we go. Yeah. Very nice. I was very impressed. So, yeah, I really enjoyed, like, uh, my expectations were very low Mm -hmm. going uh, going into the alibi. I got a mug. They have their own mugs. The uh, drinks were great. The, uh, the ambience is nice. I just walked around and all these lamps, it was just like, oh my God, there's so many old cool lamps here. So yeah, it's worth checking it out and the drinks aren't that bad. Mm-hmm. The drinks are really good. So it's like, yeah, go, go, there you go, go now. So what's the capacity you say, Mark, you think in that location? Oh, it's a lot. Like the, the curved booths and stuff like that, there's probably room for about 40, 50 people just in like the entrance area where the bar oh, is. Oh, wow. And, okay. the restaurant, and the restaurant is big, 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 like hundreds. Mm-hmm. So it's a big concept, oh. not a little tiny shack Yeah, concept. well, the actual bar itself isn't that big. It's about, I don't know, about the same size as, uh, where did you work last time, that bar? Oh, Earl Sussex, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about that size of the inside. And then they have the whole what restaurant mm-hmm. on the whole side of it, which is a big square, long thing, like almost like a dining hall. Yeah, so it's like uh, that's where the karaoke is, is down at the end of the dining hall. (laughs) No, we're not going there. (laughs) Yeah, Sweet Caroline. Caroline.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, so yes, there's some information about Mark, Adventures, and a new location, The Alibi. So we'll put all the information on Mark's page for you guys and some more pictures and stuff like that. Did you know?
1: Maybe. Who knows? I'm not sure. Uh, possibly uh, I, I don't know yeah, Mark's like I don't know like am I, sure, I did not but who knows maybe I did let's see
0: we'll see we'll see here we go well Actually, you might not because it's about bananas and the cool facts about bananas <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> all right since we talked about the banana daiquiri let's give you some cool facts about bananas that I learned along lot of my research here so first fact bananas actually are berries hmm that's right they're not really yeah so to be defined as a berry has to be produced by a single flower with an ovary and multiple seeds and yes bananas do have seeds they're very super small when you eat a banana you'll see the little black dots in the middle that's actually seeds they used to be bigger and bigger now they've gotten smaller and smaller and smaller through time so yes a banana actually is a berry it sure don't look like no berry don't look like no berry (laughs) that's some that's some words there that's like a confrontation gonna happen there now oh boy them fighting words (laughs) uh, bananas actually are radioactive because of the potassium yes don't panic and go oh my god that's it. i'm not eating more bananas from here on in so if you took a gaga counter onto a banana the level will be so low that you wouldn't be able to read it on a gaga counter. But because of the high level of potassium, it actually is considered a radioactive material. And actually, your body fights off radioactive material every day. We just don't know it. But in our food, there actually is radioactive material. But it, because it's so low, our body is able to fight it off. So that is a, another fact. Because bananas are obviously really good for you. We talked about this before, I'm sure. And, conversations out off of mike that you know there's potassium so it's good for joints i think paula you mentioned it's good for yes, cramps it's
1: fantastic because of the potassium
0: exactly good for joints and things like that uh dehydration bananas are really good for dehydration so here's another myth that everyone thinks bananas do not grow on trees no there actually is a plant not a tree that i, knew. I know and you're like what but i see this big giant thing that bananas come from well, a trunk is actually has to be made out of wood or bark to be considered a trunk, and the bananas are not. It's a stem. The plant leaves can grow up to nine feet long, and the plant itself can actually grow from 16 to 20 feet feet high. So it does look like a tree, but it's not. It's actually a plant. The biggest plant in the world, actually. If you look, think That's about it. That's true. We have yes. tons of them in Brazil. Are they, like, everywhere? Is it, like, big banana farms, or are they just sort of just growing wild but, everywhere. But also
1: when you're in like in the road here you see the christmas trees, when you're on the road there yeah. you see a lot of banana tre- banana plants right not trees.
0: Wow, okay. Wow. Do you still see a lot of uh coconut trees there too as well or no?
1: We have the, both the coconut trees with coconut and the coconut trees without coconuts. Cuz we there's two types. There's coconut trees Right look like coconut trees and have coconuts. And there's the same one that doesn't produce coconuts that are called palmeras. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's palm tree. Oh,
0: very cool. I did not know that. They're almost
1: identical to the coconut tree, right? The palm tree. Yeah, it's very cool.
0: Yeah. So anyways, yes. The banana that you eat today is exactly the same molecular structure (laughs) as the one you ate when you were a kid. In other words, they're cloned. So because there's no seeds anymore, really, they're kind of gone. I mean, make a new banana. What they do is they genetically uh, fuse together stems together to make a new plant. So really, if you th- and I've actually in my research found this out. If you put a virus in one banana, you could actually wipe out the entire species. Wow. That's kind of scary. And here's a cool fact that Paul is going to appreciate the Portuguese people are the ones who brought bananas to North America. I'm Brazil.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be not be eating bananas today. That is true. Thank you. And drinking <laughs> bananas too apparently. Oh, yes, that's right. The banana daiquiri would not exist. Ooh. <laughs> right. So there's some cool facts about bananas. There you go. Yay. And, uh, of course, we have the banana daiquiri. We did Craig's creation. I'm going to put those recipes on the show for you guys so you can check them out. Like again, they're very simple, they're not that complicated, and for the most part, you can get almost all the ingredients. Mark got it, he didn't, I don't think he had to even go shopping for the first one, right, Mark? It was all in your house.
2: Yeah, well, that's because I made a bunch of syrups up for Christmas, so I had ginger syrup Mm. on hand. Ah,
0: there you go. Yeah, so when you make syrups like ginger syrups, vanilla bean syrups, and all these other syrups, they last a really long time in the fridge, so you can't make a batch of it and put it in the fridge and you're good to go for quite a while. There you go. Good fact. And uh, yeah, so let's tell everybody who we are. We are www.tikicentralcanada.ca. Or .com. There we go. And on that main page, you will see all the information about this episode, uh, the recipes. I am going to put a video link on there for the ginger syrup and all those things like that for you guys. Um, Also, too, there is our episode and recipe page. Um, It's been really cool. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's probably once a month at least, if not, sorry, once a week at least, we get a spike on our page. It's like thousand people are hitting our page a day, on somewhere in the middle of the week, somewhere, whatever. Also, I like just see a big giant spike, and it's been going on for about three or four weeks now. Nice, where like it's also just a massive hit. That's fantastic. I know, I, and I'm I'm thinking maybe one of the possibilities is that Mark reached out to someone in the Tiki world and suggested uh, that they would help us out. Who was
2: that you were talking about? Yeah, I like to. Uh, yeah, big shout out to Reg. He's a there's a Facebook group, group called Tiki Night in Canada and uh, he gave a shout out to us the one where we talked about the uh, the hotel in Jamaica and uh, he posted that one and he, so yeah so thanks to Reg for the shout out. That's awesome
0: I mean yeah spread, spread the word folks spread the word there we go and uh, we do have our subscribe page so please do subscribe please 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 please, please, please. it's not very often to call a trust me ask Justin it's not very often it happens <laughs> so take advantage of it there you go <laughs> she's like yes that doesn't happen in my no. house uh because <laughs> we're actually building a new studio so of course we need some new furniture we need some new plants we need some new pictures um yeah we're completely converting our studio into a different room in the house and it's gonna be really cool because it's strictly that's all it's going to be just for podcasting so uh i'm really excited about that i can't wait for that to happen and uh next one will be at paula's house in the wild blue okay. <laughs> Yonder. <laughs> People must think I really live in
1: like the jungle or something in the middle of the Amazon.
0: There's tumbleweeds that roll by our house front door.
1: <laughs> yes, and little monkeys on the backyard trees with snakes, That's monkeys, it. and all the that jazz. I do not live in the Amazon.
0: That's right. No, she lives in Canada. She's got snow. So there you go. Just like the rest of us. That's it. Oh my god. Anyway, so this, there's a cool link page there for you guys for all the research that we do, and we're going to add some new books on there because I've got some new books to work with. And uh, yeah, so that is the show. Uh, I know Mark's going to go off and make some more drinks. He looks a little uh, peckish there. He's like he's
2: dehydrated
0: or something. Yeah,
2: Linda really likes that. Linda wants another one. Of course, she does. She's a smart woman.
0: Yes. You girls are smart in that perspective. That's right. If you like something, you go for it, and don't, don't, don't take no for an answer. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I guess Paula's going to go check in on the little one or she's still napping. No, she's up. Uh Uh-oh, okay. Well, then we better wrap up the show here. (laughs) So, folks, uh, stay tuned to the show, and we'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Uh, Aloha. Well, I don't know about you, but I got informed. Guys, hey, guys, where's my drink? Molecular? Yeah, Yay. molecular structure. There job. We go. <laughs> Even English I have a hard time with sometimes. All right, anyways. <laughs> 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 I can't <did> help it. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. There are uh, facilities uh, so that
1: can help you, my friend.